thing. I uh-huh. have headphones. Someone got me these headphones, and they have a little they have the little sponge do. Yeah. And this one's missing, and I can only assume it's now in my cat's colon somewhere. Yeah. Ugh. Gross. Yeah, I've got some that are like that that I bought at a road stop. Uh, uh, oh, it was uh, it was the one year that uh, I decided to drive from Lexington to Virginia, mm. and uh, and I was driving like I left Lexington at like one o'clock in the morning, so I was driving through the night through the like the West Virginia mountain passes, and that was when I was still pretty heavy into listening to like the Nerdist podcast, right, and. and uh, and they they were really cheap quality, you know, trucker right. gas station, but they did the trick. And so I've still got them. And I think I even used them. I think I even used them one time uh, when we were doing our first set of up for a challenge, but they bled, mm. they bled noise a little so you've bit. You got the nice so, ones. You got like the over the ears. Well, I did that because the ones I usually wear, uh, I left them at work, uh, on Friday, mm. and so these are actually my Paul. Uh, oh, your monkey ones! These are my these are my Paul Frank ones, my Paul Frank Skull Candy that I got for like ten bucks at Best Buy. Nice. Yeah, these are like eighty dollar headphones, and I got them for ten bucks because they've got the Paul Frank monkey on them, so nobody wanted to buy them. <laughs> so, but they're great. That's awesome. I we were at Brookstone, and Brookstone has those light up cat ear ones, the cat headphones. Mm-hmm. And we went in there and I put in an order for them thinking like, all right, fine, whatever, I'll give you my information. And then I was reading reviews and like, they were so mixed. They were like, yeah, the cord isn't long enough, so I had to end up buying like an extender. And sometimes the microphone works and sometimes it doesn't. And I was like, for $180, we're not, no. Like, I like them because they're cat ears, but I, you know, I can glue my cat ear headbands on a pair of headphones and call it a day. Right, right. Mm. I uh, I also last night actually listened to last week's Up for a Challenge. Oh, what do you think? Um, well, it was interesting because first I watched the, I guess, the raw footage or I guess listened to the raw footage of the, the video capture because I know Jeff had said that that was, I guess, well, maybe it was just unedited. It felt like parts of it were edited. I don't know. But um, and then was comparing it with the audio version, mm-hmm. which I know he did say he chopped up yeah. a little bit. and. Bravo to him because there was uh, I thought it was pretty seamless knowing where some of our gaps mm-hmm. <laughs> were, um, but no, it was just interesting and and I just uh, and I then went back and listened to the last episode of the first season because mm-hmm. because Jeff said something about and I didn't think about it because I'm in this giant basically hard surface right. room now and I could I could hear a difference mm-hmm. a big difference mm-hmm. between yeah yeah. There's just a little bit of a reverb. Yeah. It's not it, if if you I don't know maybe if you didn't compare the two together you might not notice it. But yeah, it was a much cleaner sound when I was at my mm-hmm. desk in Lexington, surrounded by lots of soft surfaces right. to suck that noise up. I noticed yeah. last week um, <clears throat> that my voice was considerably deeper. That I like I was like yeah. I was I was like I don't sound like myself. Well, that makes sense. But I was like yeah. I was like deeper and like watching the footage I like my face was like I, like it looked like I gave oh, yeah, yeah. it looked like I gave zero fucks and I was like wow <laughs> but my voice just sounded so different it was like it didn't sound like me to me it didn't sound like me I yeah. sounded like that was the that was the other thing too last week's episode <clears throat> and I and I don't know how much of it was the hard surface room mm-hmm. or um, I don't know it just my voice sounded squishy like the soft palate sound sounded like. Like uh, just squishy, um, and 
I don't know. I just it just sounded a little bit. Well, different. it's because you you and Jeff have this problem. Well, not a problem. But it's because you both have such deep resonant voices that when it comes yeah. into contact with a harder surface, you hear the vibration off of that, and so you hear the little like uh, a higher like me. Yeah, that that's probably it. Yeah, because it wasn't there with the uh, mm-hmm. the episode six that I listened right. to. It was a much cleaner sound. We should, so I guess that we makes should sense. just you know we should you can put your pillow in front of it and then you know. <laughs> like a blanket, and then that's how you can do the show. Just put a like, make a little blanket for it with a pillow, and be like, "Hmm, I'm doing the yeah. show now." Eh, I need to do that. <laughs> that's next week's episode. We'll all have blanket forts. Um, <laughs> we'll call it pillow fort. I like that pillow fort, and then it's good. We'll we'll inform <laughs> Jeff of this, or we'll just do it and not tell him, and he can be the odd person out and see how he takes that. Well, with all those uh, uh, drink containers Jeff has in the background, he looks like he's. Uh, Broadcasting, not broadcasting. He got on to me for that uh, recording. He looks like he's recording from like a McDonald's dumpster. So, well, that's where he gets all of them. He dumpster dives. He <laughs> barters with hobos. Like, hey man, <laughs> I got a handy for uh, another a drink here. <laughs> I was gonna say I have some soggy fries, but you know, <laughs> I got something that can fix that. <laughs> Gross. Yep. Enjoy this, Jeffrey, when you're listening. Uh, <laughs> Hobo Handies. That's the name of my Hobo. punk band. <laughs> That's good. Well, we, uh, uh, I think last week I was telling you and Jeff about, it was after we were done mm-hmm. recording, about the, the, the Chinese, the, the Chinese uh, envoy or whatever that no, was going to be coming. No, I didn't hear that part. I was, look, ah, that's right. I was off and on, of, like, being with it, and then I was like, <laughs> mm, I got to go. No, I'm out, yeah. Well, last week, because uh, I had just gotten the news the, the day before from my boss, uh, she was describing this thing that she had met uh, these people last time that she was in New York mm-hmm. at this big arts event, and uh, there's this group called the Harmonia Group that work out of New York, and they are a nonprofit whose the sole reason they exist is to do cultural exchanges with all the theaters that are in China. Oh, wow. Because, yeah, because China, uh, they put a lot of money into the infrastructure, so they've got each, each province in China mm-hmm. has its own dedicated arts complex with theater and, thing, and people to staff it, but... They don't have programming. They don't. They don't have programming in it. And so, typically, they fill a lot of their programming by bringing people from out of country and overseas. And so, this group, Harmonia, exists solely to fill that programming. And in the same time, then you know, maybe take some Chinese artists mm-hmm. and bring them over and do like a you know a sister share program with um, Western theaters. Right. Um, and so. Uh, apparently, they've never partnered exclusively with a children's theater before. And so last week, I was telling Jeff that my boss got this news that at some point before December 20th, these two people from the Harmonia Group were going to come visit. And uh, apparently, they were here They were here yesterday. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah. So she and our artistic director, Adam Burke, were showing them around. And, um, you know, they were dropping in on classes. And I think they saw uh, our world... Uh, we we premiered a new uh, Joan Cushing musical uh, called Ella's Big Chance, which mm-hmm. is wonderful. Um, everybody should perform this play. It's a jazz age version of the Cinderella story. Oh, cool! Um, 
based on based on a book uh, that um, uh, a picture book, which mm-hmm. is now out of print. But I'm I'm thinking in the next year or two, as this title catches on, they'll probably Bring you know back. put it out there again. Um, but it is just fantastic. Like is the it, music is it I based mean, off of what is it the Ella Enchanted series or the whatever? No, 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 no. This is this is no because that's that's different. Oh. Ella Enchanted is a different. Oh, okay. Thing. I don't. Yeah, she, that one she's got like some curse where. Oh, uh, all right. It's yeah, sad, she has to it's do what people tell her. And I just, you know. Well, yeah, and that's the thing is because because the name is Ella. It it took oh gosh, like trying to remember months ago when I got here, and mm-hmm. everybody that in my organization was having trouble remembering what the actual title was. So it was like Ella's last chance. <laughs> I was referring to it as like Ella got her groove back, like. <laughs> I mean, it, we could not remember the title of this damn show. Um, but no, it opened uh, about a week, uh, week and a half ago now, and it is just fantastic. And, you know, it's, it's, it's still in development, so it'll probably change a little bit mm-hmm. as the next uh, production happens right. and Joan works with those playwrights. But, um, but that's but yeah, exciting, so that's, though. That's exciting. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so the Chinese were here, and uh, I got to talk to them a little bit um, about – what my job is, and they were very excited that they have a dedicated curriculum person. So I hope I impress them. Um, and the only thing I hope is I'm like, all I really want out of this is a, is a trip to China. Right? That's all I'm really asking. Right? Do you need some teachers? Because, <laughs> you know. like, you know some people who are great <laughs> teachers of theater kids. I'm just saying. I do. You know, and so that is my, right now, that is my secret dream that is sustaining me with all of these discussions with this group, even though I know, I know that I am probably so far down on the totem pole as to who would probably be sent over there to, you know, you never scope know, it though. out. Or, you never know. It's, it's true. It's true. I just, so, if you but, go to China, I just want you to adopt or hug a panda bear. Or adopt him, like, and then we'll take care of him in the wild, and he can have all his bamboo, and he can have other panda friends. And well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go over there uh, because I've I've heard that pandas are really bad about figuring out sex. So I'm gonna go over there and I'm gonna surrogate uh, pandas, okay, and cool. teach them teach them how to sex. Right. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think I think it's just because they're so cuddly and fun. They're like, no, we don't want to do this. We just want to roll around and hug. We don't have time for other. <laughs> no, things. that's not how. That's not how you make <laughs> pandettes. No, 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 no. It's like, oh, we hug. We hug and feed each other bamboo. No. Love. Yeah. No, 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 no. And then they dance like this, and then and then they're like la 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 la. Pandas are great. Well, hello, everyone. <laughs> You're pandaing wrong. You're pandaing wrong. Oh, I'm You're not. Pandering. I'm pandering. <laughs> no. We all went for Oi. the joke, and somehow none of us grabbed it. We didn't. Nope. I just kept setting up and setting up, not realizing what I was doing. So, man. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, are we? Are we ready? We're we're four minutes look, early, but look, um, Hoba Handy McGee, you, we are huh? ready when you are. <laughs> Yeah. What? Ho- hobo cre- hand? Hobo hand. We've created a whole backstory <laughs> with your you. drink carrier sound dampeners yeah. that are behind you. So yes. I can't wait for you to listen <laughs> to it later. <laughs> okay. Well, in that case, we'll go ahead and, and start. All right. So All right. I need to hit record on GarageBand, right? <laughs> <laughs> right? You, you somehow know the things to say, like the exact. <laughs> combination of words and phrases that like raise my blood pressure. Uh, uh, 
All right, here we go. Three, two, one. Hit. I hit start broadcast. Come on. There we go. Go live. Going live. No. Supposedly. Nope. Starting. Maybe. Oh, there you go. You know why it took so long, Jeff? You didn't count down and you didn't like clap. So it didn't know. (laughs) It was waiting for you to say some numbers. Okay. Well, we're we're live. We're uh, a few minutes early uh, again. Uh, so uh, we're going to make that a theme for this season. Yeah, <laughs> be punctuality, <early>. punctuality. <laughs> um, too bad you guys used up all the interesting conversation in the pre-roll. <laughs> That's not true. That's not true. <laughs> we've got, we've got. I've got loads of banter. I've got loads, loads of something. I'm overflowing with banter. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I have to uh, say, I, th- I am disappointed that you didn't um, lightning bolt your beard for me. I'm, I'm a little oh, that's right. disappointed about that. Yeah, well, that's what. Yeah, Sarah pointed out because I, uh, I, we, we did a hangout uh, while Jeff and uh, Sarah and Aaron were all at Aaron's house for Hanukkah, uh, Hanukkah celebration. And when I, when I finally chimed in, the little white Uh-oh. on my beard. Did we lose Adam here? I lost. Was it. all kind of zigzaggy and, and uh, pointed out that it kind of looked like a lightning bolt, which then in this kicked off uh, a good ten minutes of Zeus jokes. It did so, <laughs> so next week, <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Do it. You want to see my lightning bolt again? Uh, no. <laughs> Do I retry the broadcast? I don't want to get. I don't want to get fined by the FCC. Well, we could no. just. You mm-hmm. know, we could put a lightning bolt graphic over it, and then it would be very. Funny. Sarah, did you lose the hangout? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like the. Uh, oh, what is it? Uh, the thing that oh, with the FaceTime where you put the weird uh, oh, like the, like the eyebrows and the, the crowns and stuff on it, yeah, yeah, whatever the hell that is, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's we'll get me a little lightning bolt. Oh, yeah. I think Jeff froze. Jeff is I, frozen. I dropped out for some reason, so I will. Do you want to come in okay. and join us? Um, no, no, no. It's easier for me to be in there. But fine, I don't want you in my yeah, well, part of the studio anyway. Oh, okay. That's what we get for trying to start early, right? <laughs> But we're live, so people can potent are potentially watching this. Right, it's funny. Guess, your voice just cha- like I, like the reverb just got really like for it's because you were talking really? in your Zeus voice. We were talking about Zeus, and then you oh. became like Zeusy. My Zeus voice. Yeah. And you go, caca, caca. Caca. Well, I, yeah, I guess I gotta figure I gotta figure that out how to damp- how to dampen the sound in I'm here. Telling you pillow uh, forts, man. We're gonna pillow fort it up. Trying to get back. yeah. I just, you just don't know. Like, I, I don't have That's any furniture. Flat, so, movie. like, literally, this is a, uh, this is a, I'm trying to do an estimate. This is a 16 by 10 foot giant wooden room mm. with, with, only furnished with more hard surfaces, a few tables, a bookcase. Well, you know what's uh, free? Drink carriers. Uh, and you know where you oh. get drink carriers? In the city. In the city? Oh, <laughs> Got to work on my technique. I guess so. <laughs> mm. Wow. <clears throat> but um, so after, yeah, so after I got off of uh, the the Zeus chat with you guys yesterday, mm-hmm. I finally uh, I finally nailed down my uh, uh, Christmas shopping. Finished up my Christmas nice. shopping. Yeah. So it was stu- it was stupid easy because uh, I just have to shop for you know four six people six people mm-hmm. essentially. Um, and uh, I was just, I was dead set against my oldest nephew, Tyler. He is in, uh, uh, he's, he's becoming, he is, he's right on that cusp of being a teenager. Oh, he's preteen. Right? That's almost harder pre- in a way. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he, uh, 
we we used to play video games all the time, and I was fine with it. And he's kind of segued into the more violent ones, like the Call of Duties uh. and the Halos and thing. And he is just like junk. Like he he does nothing else or wants to do nothing uh-huh. else than stare at a screen. So. Um, I, I've been kind of backing away from it more and more. And after I was there at Thanksgiving, I just flat out was like, I I can't support this anymore. So I had to, so I was racking my brain Mm -hmm. trying to figure out. And so I taught him how to play poker and blackjack about two years ago. And, uh, so I bought him a chip set. So hopefully that will lure him away. Right. Instead of violent video games, he'll just have a gambling addiction as he gets Uh older. And and that's the thing is when I taught him two years ago, he was so good. Like he he caught on to it real quick. And I taught him like, you know, my my blackjack method, which is a way that you kind of play the the favor, uh, the favor of the odds, mm-hmm. the likelihood of what's supposed to come up. Doesn't right. mean you're guaranteed to win. You're just playing the likelihood of what potential number combination could come up based on what's showing. Right. And um, mm-hmm. it's always been successful for me. Mm-hmm. I've always walked out of casinos with a little bit of money or breaking even. Right. And that's good, like, because the instinct, it's, I mean, a lot of people think it is luck, and part of it is luck, but it's also instinct, because you have to know, you know what I mean? Like, you have to know cards well enough to, you know, to know decks and know, if you've played enough yeah. cards, the probability of something happening. Yeah. So. Although, the the thing that has happened, the, the new thing that casinos have introduced since the last time I went to mm-hmm. one, which has been a couple of years, um, is... Uh, uh, they used to be, uh, they'd have like f- uh, four to six decks stacked together that they were drawing Out of? off of, okay. like like built into the table for blackjack. Mm-hmm. And then what would happen is they would put them in the discard chute, and then after they went through so many, then they, they would run it through the machine that would shuffle them all together right. now. And so you could play, your, your odds could potentially increase as the, the draw went mm-hmm. on, because if you burn through all these lower cards... You know, the higher you know, cards you have, are... Yeah. Right. Um, however, they invented this thing a couple of years ago called a continuous shuffle machine, which means as soon as they are done with the cards on the table, they put them in the chute, and they are randomly inserted back into the, the original... Shoe, so it levels out. It it it, pu- it puts the odds back in their favor again. Right. So, yeah. But whatever, it's fun. Because the house it is fun. always wins. Eventually, they do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, I see. We started talking about gambling while I've been away. <laughs> yeah, you know, just <laughs> life skills, life skills that you yeah. should. Did anyone uh, do a little introduction, or should I say? Uh, hello? Well, we were waiting for you to come back because oh, we okay. weren't sure. We weren't sure how this was going to be cut. So, oh, right. sure, sure. No, so no, no, yeah. now four minutes in, we'll in the band. four minutes Welcome. in, let's four do introductions. To, Why don't uh, you start, Up Cricket? For a challenge. Oh, okay. Welcome to episode eight of Up for a Challenge. Uh, I'm Jeff. I am wearing a cricket shirt. And uh, this episode, we're going to find out the results of last week's challenge, and we will also get a new challenge. But before we do that, let's find out who else is sitting around the table, starting with uh, uh, you, Miss Lady. Oh, uh, hi. I'm Sarah Lynn Herman, uh, actor, mask maker, and um, overall crafty bitch. Lady. Crafty lady, because you can't say the B word on television. You can't say the B word? Jeff doesn't like it when I when oh, I you, use you words. Can. It's gotcha. Fine. He always it's fine. no. You can. He clutches. I he clutches were... his pearls. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry, I, I thought there were like rules that we were supposed to be following for Google Hangouts that I I wasn't aware of. Sorry, I just had a little <gasps> panic moment. Um, 
All right, so I am. Uh, I'm Adam. Uh, I'm the bitch in Charlotte. Yeah, you are. Uh, and <laughs> I'm. Uh, I'm a, a teacher, uh, educator, uh, right now curriculum coordinator for uh, Children's Theater of Charlotte. And I'm here to talk. I just uh, okay. got a job. Sorry, I completely forgot. I just got a job. Um, so yesterday, <clears throat> life was uh, chaotic. Or Monday, I don't know, whatever day. Friday or Saturday? Friday. Everything was going crazy. And um, I was on the phone with the Obama market care place because the internet was being dumb and I had three days to sign up. And then I get this other call and it's like, hello, hi, Sarah, you auditioned for our touring company and we didn't hire you originally, but someone's dropped out and now we would like to give you a job. Okay, thank you. So now I have a job. Yep. That's great. All right. Uh, Speaking of dropping out, uh, Scott has just dropped into the chat room. I think uh, I'm going to play a game now where every time he comments, it's going to be a a different made-up handle. So uh, uh, (laughs) Trucker456 from Wichita uh, says, uh, Tony language. And I don't know what Tony language means, but I'm sure it's a quote. It's the bitch, right? But who's Tony? Like Sopranos? no, oh. I think like oh, like we're oh. like we're doing HBO language, yeah. Oh. I thought it was like Tony, like high class, like we're Tony. We're using classy language. Oh, I see. Like, I see. Like Maybe? the Tonys, Theatrical like language. Broadway, the yes. Tonys. Ha-cha-cha. <laughs> <laughs> or, or maybe, yeah, maybe Scott was giving us a regional Tony for this. Or maybe it's podcast. an Iron Man reference. Oh, ah. wow! There's so many things. All right, so we'll, ne- many things. we'll never know. We'll, we'll never, never know. know until he comments um, again. Um, uh, user uh, Dark Phoenix High Heels seven seven one three from Sheboygan uh, wanted to let us know that uh, language Tony is a quote from Age of Ultron, sequel to the ever popular. Oh, I didn't uh, hear language movie. Tony. I just Avengers heard Tony. Age of, Age of Dennis. I heard Tony language. Oh. That's, well, that's what I read. <laughs> but I think that's the quote. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that would have helped us. No. But okay. now that, but okay. now that you say it, I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. Okay, I remember when. I don't. Yeah, I don't remember. Cap, I don't. I remember because because at the beginning of the movie, and Captain America gets onto Tony Stark for using foul language on the when they're storming the castle, and then at the very end or towards the end, Cap actually swears, and Tony then reverses it and gets onto him. Just slipped out. And for gosh sake, watch your language. How do you remember that? <laughs> I am sometimes a sponge. I'm a sponge. Age of Dennis. <laughs> Age of Dennis. <laughs> That's right. Well, speaking of watching things on the on the big screen, um, uh, Adam, you had uh, the challenge this week of only being able to watch content you found on Pluto TV. Uh, TV and and uh, not the planetoid. Right, right. Sarah and I had a had a the slightly less interesting uh, challenge, which was a dry run of of not having cable and doing just streaming. Um, mm-hmm. Sarah, I think maybe we should go first because ours is probably a little shorter. Um, what was your experience like, Sarah? Do you think we should cut cable now? I do think we live? should cut cable. I did cheat the first official day. Um, <laughs> Because wait, wait, I let's, was let's all enter the church of holy television confession. Right, yes. Mm. 
Yes, child. Um, forgive me, for I was sick and decided that I really didn't get to catch up on my show before I started the challenge. So I watched an I watched one episode of a, of Into the Badlands, and then I was like, okay, done. And then I confessed to you, confess so I'm going until Monday of no like, television until it was tomorrow. Like, I I I already cheated on the challenge. No, you were there. You had <laughs> you had condolized. I was like, hey. I cheated, and you're like, what? I was like, I just watched an episode because I and didn't get said, to watch on the it challenge. Yesterday. I cheated on the challenge. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you going to go there? No. No, sir. Because funny. You put the no. balls. No. No humor. No. No. No humor, Jedi. <laughs> Boo! Rubbish! Boo! Rubbish. So, yeah, short version, uh, totally possible to cut uh, cable today. Uh, well, I, we discovered a lot a of good shows. Noise. But you, you initially had uh, uh, an issue with a lack of background noise. I did, cause, because I work from home a lot. And the house gets really quiet, save for when, you know, the cats are going crazy. So, like, I usually just have the TV on just for, like, to, just to hear people so it's not so deadly quiet, you know? And I missed that. But then I started getting creative, and I was like, well... What all does the vast landscape of Hulu and Netflix have for me, or and Amazon Prime, since we have that now? Um, and I discovered um, The Great British Bake Off, which is an awesome show. Um, and I learned a lot about British cooking. I um, watched The Hunger Games Mockingjay Part 1 on Hulu. I got creative with, with things I could watch. Like, what am I doing? So... I just like to say I really appreciate that no one whistled into the microphone because that would have been terrible when she mentioned Hunger Games. Oh. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I, yeah. I, 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 uh, I don't know. I, I, I listened. It took me uh, six months to listen to the first Hunger Games book on audio, like on audiobooks. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, meh. So I've never. I've never seen or read or experienced anything beyond that first mm. one. Oh, so. I haven't I say, either. I, I enjoyed the reading yeah. them. I read them. I read yeah. all three in four days. Um, yeah. Because I was in Portland and losing my mind, and I just went to Barnes and Noble and spent the day there, just in a corner reading, like a nerd. Sure. Um, and then what was funny is I was reading the books, and the first movie had come out, and. At the mall I was at in Portland was the bookstore was there. You walk a couple feet and there's the movie theater. So I would finish the I finished the series and I rolled over and I was like, well, all right, I guess I'll watch the movie now. And I was disappointed in the first movie. I was like, mm, no, the movie wasn't as good. But they've gotten better. They're getting, yeah. you know. Yeah. yeah, there might be. I guess now that what the last one just came out, I may. I may try and watch all the movies back to back, maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe. Speaking of watching movies, uh, yeah. natural segue here. Adam, so you spent a week watching Pluto TV. How did, did. it go? Uh, it was, uh, all right, so I, I, got, uh, I got a little excited or felt, or going back to the Church of TV Confessions, mm-hmm. uh, when you made the challenge uh, last Sunday and said that it would start at midnight, uh, I was uh, I was way behind on my Doctor Who uh, <laughs> watching, so I I did make the decision to binge watch the remainder of the season last Sunday. And what did you think Bef- of it? 
Oh, it was, I, I really, well, there were parts that I really liked. Mm-hmm. I loved uh, the heaven, heaven sent mm-hmm. thing. And, uh, and then I, I started to hate the hell bent one, but then liked where it ended right. up. But that's another discussion. Okay. But so I, I watched, I binge watched all of those and then jumped into watching Pluto TV actually that night. So I get some bonus points for starting a few hours early. <laughs> I just want to throw that you out. You made up for that, my does cheating. Does that counter Sarah's cheating? <laughs> Oh, I see. Yeah. I see. Yeah, it balances everything. <laughs> well, next so. week for uh, Adam Alone in a Room's uh, Doctor Who's podcast. Adam's Doctor right. Who binge watched. <laughs> we'll do a thing. You just you watch the whole thing and you come off. You're like, okay, I've been up for 24 hours. I've watched the entire right. season in one go. And here's yeah. what I think. I've really enjoyed Capaldi's <laughs> performance. Like uh, Peter Capaldi, yeah. I've really enjoyed. But when you got to Pluto TV, Sorry. what happened? Yeah. So I, um, so the very first night, uh, <clears throat> I jumped in and just kind of just started clicking on things. And where I ended up landing, at least that first night, was there was a whole channel dedicated to Mystery Science Theater 3000. Um, and so I was like, great. Um, and so I started by watching that. And actually going back to... Sarah's comment about uh, having background noise on. Mm-hmm. I typically uh, with the with the the Hulu uh, subscription. I there are shows that I I dedicate it to and watch, but I frequently use Hulu to go to sleep. I'll I'll turn on like Parks and Rec and fall asleep to noise, and so that's what I ended up doing with MST three K that first night. Was I I watched about an hour of the episode and then started to nod off and fell asleep while it played in the background, um, you know. And so then the next day uh, was uh, I went into full investigative mode and like scrolled through the channels and tried to click on it, you know, everything and, um, watch a little bit of everything. I, I, I did skip over the sports stuff cause I don't care about sports. So I'm not going to gain anything by watching all the sports channels that are there. Uh, but you know, I'm also a big news guy. Um, I like knowing what's going on in the world. I like knowing what's happening in our Congress. And uh, a big funnel of information to me is uh, Rachel Maddow's show, because uh, I like the sort of in-depth, uh, her and Chris Hayes, I like the way they you know dig deep into a story and get really lo- lost in the details. Well, there was an MSNBC, NBC news channel. It actually had a couple of different news channels to, to choose from. Um, and so I clicked on it, and it happened to be playing a clip from Rachel Maddow's show <laughs> um, on Monday. However, I recognized it was a clip that I had watched from last Wednesday. So I was already starting to go, oh, well, okay. So this is uh, obviously this is curated material, right? right? That they've gone out and assembled channels around certain themes. And so I got a little pissy when I was like. <laughs> This isn't news. This is like a week ago. Um, this is old. As I st- it's, this is old, yeah. And so as I started clicking around, like on the different news channels, it was essentially, uh, you know, assemblage of greatest hits from uh, various talk shows and punditries and things like that. And for most of those other uh, channels that were doing like headline stuff, it was literally just like a 45 second blurb. It was a headline, there was no in depth beyond saying this thing happened. And of those sort of headline things, a lot of it was entertainment news. So I was, I just kind of was like, ugh. Um, However, there were two channels that I did like. There was Sky News Mm -hmm. uh, out of um, England. England, And then the Reuters one, which was just straight up a live stream of their broadcast. Oh, wow. So, So for those two, I could actually watch events in real time, things that were 
going on in the world. So those kind of became my default um, um, as opposed to any of the other news channels. So because those were just assessment. frustrating and less than satisfying because it was, yeah. it was not but but again it, it, you know again you're talking about like the Pluto model is it's all free content and the way they do it is they assemble channels based around a theme or a personality. You know, like uh, there was a Neil deGrasse Tyson channel. There was um uh, there was a Conan O'Brien channel mm-hmm. uh, which was which, not what I expected. <clears throat> Did, what were really? you expecting when you saw the Conan O'Brien channel? Well, because I, I, I expected two things, really. I expected clips from the current show on TBS, because I figured they couldn't access anything from his NBC days. Right. Uh-huh. And, and I also expected, um, there's a great web series that he's been doing for a couple of years called Serious Jibber Jabber, which is an hour-long interview-type mm-hmm. show where he's one-on-one with his comedy heroes um, sitting around like a dark table and it's kind of Charlie Rose Mm -hmm. style. Um, And so uh, there were elements of that. Um, They wouldn't just straight up replay an episode from TBS. They would like, again, create a 30 minute block around a theme. So it might be uh, remotes that he was, that they did on the show where he goes out of the studio and films, you know, some exploration of something, or it might be 30 minutes centered around, um, uh, all of Will Forte's Ted Turner bits or something like that. Um, um, but then there was also, you know, he's hosted a lot of things. He goes to colleges frequently mm-hmm. um, and does like hour long talks. And so, uh, he's hosted the, uh, the press, um, uh, the D.C., uh, uh, the big thing that they have for uh, the national press every year that the president goes to and they bring a comedian in and kind of roast everybody in the room. And he's done that twice. Um, so it was just a it was a 20, you know, 24 hours of just yeah pulling stuff with Conan, which I actually love. That was one of my more favorite channels to kind of just go to yeah. and veg out on, which I guess brings me to what I think. Pluto's model is kind of built on because, you know, the frustrating part, uh, you know, I I haven't had cable in a long time. Um, And Hulu and kind of seeking out, you know, movies online, maybe through less than legal means, has been the way I accept, uh, you know, access a lot of my, um, uh, you know, movies and and shows that I watch. Um, That's our next podcast line, by the way. Totally not illegal movies. (laughs) Just distributed. I like how, but I like how with um, with season two, there's a theme with you, Adam, of things that are kind of illegal. I like this. I like this trend. Dangerous, Adam. I'm I'm walking things out slowly (laughs) before I confess that I was, you know, I was uh, the second shooter for JFK on our final episode or something. I don't know. Um, But yeah, so again, with Hulu and Netflix and and various services like that, they want you to go watch a thing. Right, they want you to go watch all of a thing in order. Uh, whether you're binging it, whether you're you know uh, watching one episode a day, one episode a week, whatever, you seek out that thing that you want to see. Whereas Pluto is really set up for you to just turn it on and flip, mm-hmm. flip right. around like um, uh, like we used to do back when I was right, a kid. Right. No, when you could, you know. Right. You could change a channel um, and it would actually change like immediately right. instead of the weird right. guide, wait, load, there's your channel. Yeah. Right. You know, and if you wanted to know what was coming up on another channel, you went to that little paper <laughs> TV guide thing yeah. and uh, or you, you, you just sort circled of around it. until you, you know, you right. go through the end but, and you But and and so that is both a, a pro and a con, I guess, about the way it's set up because um 
because it's all curated material, all pulling stuff that is out there on the internet and putting it in a a, a one-stop shop, this Pluto uh, mm-hmm. app, um, you're dealing with older material, older information, right? Um, so you're not necessarily seeing the new shiny right. thing. Um, however, a pro of that is it might uh, uh, st- you might stumble on something that you might want to then go seek out. Um, for example, like there were two, there were two uh, web series that I stumbled on that I kind of liked. Uh, there was one called Mario Warfare on uh, the one of the sci-fi web series channels, um, uh, which was a live action, all these Nintendo characters fighting against Bowser, and it was kind <laughs> of done in this really serious style. But again, I was. Um, I was the, the episodes that I came in on was season two or or uh, whatever they were they were in the second iteration of their thing, and so they're referencing a lot of things that I don't understand. So my impulse would then be to go to YouTube where they're posting all of this and watch it from the beginning, but I don't have that option on Pluto. It you know, sounds I'm, like it's mm-hmm. the best and worst <clears throat> things of live TV put together. The best yeah. thing about live TV is you flip it on and it's whatever whatever's there, whatever's there. It's the element of discovery. Yeah. Um, I did not know about the Conan O'Brien, uh, the serious jibber jabber. I think you said it was. Yeah. I didn't know about yeah. that, but that's all I ever saw on that channel. I was expecting to uh, see his late night show right. or clips from it, but all I ever saw was the web series. And now I'm really interested in it, um, but I didn't it's, expect it. Yeah, but it's fantastic. But it's also um, the worst but, thing about live TV, right? Which is yeah, you can't you can't schedule things. You can't go back and start a show from from the beginning. Right. which now yeah. seems weird. Yeah, so you're kind of trapped a little bit. But so again, what that's, wins it, for you on that? The, the the romance, the nostalgic romance of this is how TV was kind of, um, or, or is the yeah. or do you prefer the I need I can watch whatever I want when I want. I, I don't think there was any nostalgia for me. Uh-huh. I mean, other than the maybe the first night of like, oh, okay, I see how this is set up because. It, it's also kind of aping, in a way, um, like any cable service, like DirecTV or, or Dish Network or something like that, where you, you can kind of scroll through and see channels, and you know channels are organized around a theme, whether it's a food channel, a cooking channel, a, you know, whatever. Um, uh, but I kind of felt like um, a lot of the things that we were seeing were... <laughs> I don't know. It was like it was like the B team sometimes, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, you know, like the Food Channel. I went. I, I you know. I. It, it's funny that you gave me this challenge when you did because about a week prior uh, to when you uh, challenged me, uh, I was home uh, with my family in Virginia, and there's without fail, there's always one night when I'm there for a week where I just can't go to sleep, and so I end up just sitting on the couch, and they've got Direct TV, and. Um, uh, and just flipping. And I remember this last time sitting there at one o'clock in the morning flipping through. And, you know, it's direct TV. It's got, you know, a thousand channels. I couldn't find anything that I gave a shit about, like anything yeah. that I wanted to land mm-hmm. on. And so what, what tends to happen is I, I always default when it's like that. I, you know, I usually land on the Food Network because at that time of night there's a Chopped marathon and I like <laughs> Chopped. Or uh, the Travel Channel because at that time of night there's Andrew Zimmerman's Bizarre Foods and I like that mm-hmm. show. So I kind of default to that. But even with the DirecTV model, there's still the option of you can rewind, you can look, you can seek out things. Uh, you know, there's on-demand movies too that they offer. Um, so I, I just feel that 
our mindset now is, and and I think the way that the the sort of niche. Uh, um, uh, production of all media now is you you can seek it out you the, you you have the convenience of watching it when you want mm-hmm. to so I, I don't know I, I think I think Pluto can be successful in just being a thing that you go to when you just want to shut off your brain you're not you don't know what you're looking for you don't know what you want to watch so you just go and just turn it on for that background noise mm-hmm. maybe I don't know um, you know. Um, it sounds like a lot of the same frustrations, um, Sarah, that you had with, with cable, the way Adam was describing DirecTV, is there's really nothing on and we... Yeah, because really, I mean, when we have cable, I'm, gosh, I'm like, of all the hundred channels we get, I maybe watch four of them, you know? Like, I watch yeah. the BBC because I like the shows, I like just the idea. I watch Bravo because um, it's my guilty pleasure. <clears throat> I love me some housewives. Um, and then it goes between sort of like um, the Discovery Channel sometimes. I like AMC just because of, of the shows that are on there. But really, that's about it. I don't really go and watch all these other shows because I just don't have an, an interest in it. You know, I'll watch Discovery if there's a Mythbusters marathon because I love Mythbusters. But other than that, like, there's not a lot of channels that I, I watch. And then it's like, well... Right. For the cost, and I know that Comcast is the evil overlord, and so they almost, it was like we did the math once, and it was like a 25 or $50 difference between a bundle and then not having cable, you know what I mean? Just because They we really, had. really try to push you to, to yeah. have yeah. the cable and the internet, and now they're right. putting, we're one of the people where they're putting the caps, the 300 gigabyte caps yeah. on it, and you know I blow through that in a minute, and it's not because yeah. necessarily I'm streaming a whole bunch of movies, but, but because, because when we upload videos... I do large and, file uploads. Yeah. yeah, we do the all the time, and um, so I, they're, I, I'm really frustrated because they're putting the squeeze on us, and it's like, well, even even if the math worked out to be worse in some ways, if I just had, had internet, mm-hmm. um, I almost want to be like... I just want to be like, screw you, I'm just going to do the internet anyway, which joke's on me because, you know, they, they're getting my money. But if, there, right. were, if yeah. there were any other, I mean, really, any other provider that was uh, any good and that reached where we are, we I, would, I would drop go. In, in, a, a in a second. Like, we're yeah, just waiting sure. for Google Fiber to get here and then, like, you know, or something. Well, that's, or, yeah. And that's what, you know, I... I I was real happy when I was moving to Charlotte because I know uh, Google, this is one of the first cities where Google Fiber is going to roll out and we can actually see their building across from where I work. And so um, I still don't know exactly when it's supposed to happen, but, you know, the same thing. You know, I get my internet through uh, Time Warner and I just have an internet, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, service. And I get at least twice a week, you know, letters from their customer service rep of, for the low price of only $64, you can bundle and add all this other stuff. And I'm like, I I don't need that. I don't want that. I don't even have a TV, you Mm -hmm. know? So, um, you know, there's a lot of steps that would have to happen. Because before I met Jeff, I mean, in the first year we dated, I didn't have cable and I hadn't had cable television for like 
three years. And so I had always had internet, though. And so when I moved back to Columbus, I had no internet and no cable. And that was a little hard. I had one place in my house (laughs) where I had to put the, where I could put my computer and it would get the Wi-Fi signal because either one of my neighbors didn't have a protected thing and it would bounce off into like a beam in this one part of my house where I just left my computer and I could go online and, and, you know, see the world a bit. She had but, one subspace mm-hmm. buoy. Yeah, really and truly. And like I had <laughs> my the table there and I was like, what is and like and I had stacked it up because like depending on the day I'd have to like put the thing up high to get reception or low to get reception. And uh it was it was hard. Yeah. I like so I, I don't think I would ever want to live in a place where I didn't have internet because I think I don't think you can, especially with our jobs and doing yeah. and acting and film and, and whatever, you have to have internet, but well, it's a utility you know, now, right? I mean, it is. Is yeah. it officially regulated as a utility yet, or is that just in progress? Uh, that was I, I know that was a big argument that was happening about a year and a half, two years ago, because this, uh, you know, the the the, uh, the the discussions of like net neutrality mm-hmm. and how much control the providers are allowed to have based on access on our end, and and a lot of that conversation is still going out and the the 300 you know the throttling thing that you were just talking about is kind of right now their way around it like it kind of fits into the current uh, uh legal description of what they are allowed and not right. allowed so, to do but it's a shady but it's a shady it way to shady. do it specifically so, because if you have uh, uh, a a scott actually uh scott uh, in the chat room you know user uh 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 Red Top Mountain six nine four five uh, Clubfoot uh, has uh, one of these Xfinity uh, boxes uh, where it's kind of like their answer to a Chromecast or an Apple TV or something like that. And streaming video off of that, my understanding is, does not count against this three hundred gigabyte cap, right? Um, <laughs> because it's from them. So video mm-hmm. that you stream from Comcast won't count, but video you stream from Netflix, and they're able to ID what services you're streaming from, um, sure. does count against, and, and everything else counts against your your cap, which, you know, whatever. It's um, just dumb, and bec- because they're not doing it in all cities, you know what I mean? Like, they're just testing it out. It almost feels like, oh, well, you're in a big city, we're going to pick on you, but like, you know what I mean? Like, out of the five cities, and it's like, God but like people in cities need more gig because we use it more and we've got other stuff going on. Whereas like if we're out in the country, it's like, well, why don't you put a 300 cap on them and see what happens? Why are you trying to, it's like they're, they're purposely trying to repress the people who they know are going to use it more in cities because of all the things you have to do. Right. Uh, user, the raging Hulk in the chat room says he's not sure if it counts against or not, but I'm almost 100% certain that I read recently, um, that it video from Comcast does not count against your yeah. your data cap, which is and that makes sense because they want to incentivize right. it. Yeah, so, I mean they're but, a business; their goal um, is to make money. I get it. I so my question it. is: Do you think that like um, like Apple TV and the Fire TV stick? Do you think all companies are going to start creating their own version of the box? So instead of having, you know cable in like the whatever sense like it's now in a box if you have this box then you can have more it sounds like freedom. what comcast is trying right now with their 
with it sounds like what they're trying right now. But then, like, I mean, because with DirecTV, you already get a box, but like maybe they can like redo the box to where it's like you have a streaming yeah, service, but, and then it's. But but but, but with DirecTV, they're they're aggregating all these various different you know channels and production mm-hmm. companies. Whereas you look at something that's like more targeted, like uh, you know, like an like an HBO Go subscription right. or or yeah. something like that. Like that's that's what it feels like yeah. the providers are trying to do. They're trying to create their own. I don't know, network for lack of a better right. word. I don't know. Um, but, you know, and so going back, you know, going back to uh, maybe another con with the, the Pluto ah! uh, service, con is, uh, you know, talking about advertisers and how they pay for it. Because again, it's a totally free service. Right. Which um, does that pass it, the sniff test? Why is it free? I, well, but you know, you look back. I remember I first got a Hulu subscription when it was free, and everything was free. And yep. the, the only thing was you had to watch like a commercial at the beginning and the end of whatever thirty-minute program. And then eventually they turned, they created you know this one tier of subscription, and then they created a second tier of subscription. So that to be fair, yeah, they I still only play one commercial three times. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. But but you know, so I don't, I don't. I don't know what the next step would be for Pluto, um, but but going back to the commercials, it varied from channel to channel, and I guess that probably varies based on whatever type of agreement they have with that provider. Like with the Conan channel, there were hardly any commercials. Like you maybe saw a commercial between every you know thirty or thirty minute or hour long block of whatever program they had stuck in there. Um, you know, couple that with, oh, speaking of Hulu, sorry, I didn't mention this. They actually, uh, Pluto has an agreement with Hulu where they are allowed to pr- offer certain programs from Hulu's catalog. Oh. So so Pluto, for example, has like a, a 70s channel or an 80s channel or a 90s channel. And so they'll grab sitcoms and things that are being offered on Hulu and then drop it in the 90s channel where they have like all Seventh Heaven episodes or Wings. I watched a couple of Wings oh, episodes. Wings. Yeah, um, or, or, you know, Twin Peaks. But the, the difference is because it is almost like a Pluto sponsorship with a Hulu sponsorship, those were the channels where I was wa- seeing the most mm-hmm. commercials because right. not only would you have to watch the Pluto advertisements, then they were already built in the Hulu advertisements on top of that. So a, they probably you know, are making minute- no money on that then, right? Because I, how yeah, do you structure maybe. these deals? Because maybe, all right, so maybe you, you, why do you bring Hulu in? You probably bring Hulu in so that you can say Pluto TV has Hulu, we are a one-stop shop, even or we're on the road to being a one-stop shop, right? Yeah. And maybe the ads that you're seeing, maybe there's some sort of algorithm where it's based on uh, channel traffic. So channels that are getting more views mm-hmm. are also maybe getting proportionally more more ads so that it is a better mm-hmm. buy for the advertiser. So that the advertiser sure. and I don't know, I'm just making this up. It's but a it two for be, one. Yeah, sure, they yeah, come yeah. to Pluto and Pluto and they're like, why should we why should we spend money, you know, with you? It says, well, we'll make sure that we don't waste your advertisements on low volume channels. We'll put them in, you know, right. highly trafficked channels. But I don't know and, if that's what they're doing. It's just a guess. And again, the weird thing is to control I, I imagine whatever complicated dance they're doing with Hulu, uh, the the channels that offer Hulu programming don't operate the same way as all of other Pluto's channels. So if I uh, like going back to Wings, um, I could only watch six episodes from the first season, and then I could watch random episodes for every season following after mm-hmm. that, as opposed to being able to access every yeah. episode or chronologically. And there was no 
autoplay feature as well. So once a 30-minute episode was done, if I wanted to watch the next episode, I had to access that channel again Mm -hmm. and go in through the drop down on that you know 90s channel and like click that next episode of wings i had to find it there was no way to search it out too so they made it really um um not user friendly i guess to discourage more attractive to stay with their own stuff it it probably cost them i wonder if if it cost them money per broadcast of each piece of hulu content so if they're okay so if you make this deal with hulu and you say, okay, every time we play one of your shows, we will pay you some money, but we'll also let you play your ads. So hopefully that will bring our rate down as Pluto TV. But also to try to offset some of that cost, we're also going to run our ads on top of it. So then you're kind of like a almost a, a weird reseller in a way. Yeah. But they're, they've got to be losing money on the Hulu yeah. side of it. And that's it's got to be just to get attention but yeah, but I think because, I mean, like, I mean, well, Hulu is a huge corporation and they can take a loss. Whereas, like, if Pluto gets people from Hulu to come to Pluto, then they're, then they're increasing their numbers even if they kind of take a hit by paying Hulu to, you know what I mean? Like, it... Yeah, I, yeah. It, I think there's no way Pluto TV is making any money right now. No, but they're, uh, they're, they I think are, they're I'd just trying surprised. to get volume of people to come yes. and, and see. And that, in the long run, Traction. is more beneficial than than taking a hit financially, you know? So, so, so yeah. So I, you know, after watching it for a week, I don't know what Pluto's next step is. You know, I don't know what, how, how they intend to grow. Um, it was fun Mm -hmm. and, uh, it was, you know, I, I see, I definitely see the benefit of grouping channels around certain things. Like there was a cracked TV channel, um, which (laughs) was just assembling all of their, uh, you know, their online web series that, uh, crack.com produces. And the weird thing is that's probably a channel I would be attracted to and watch, but again, most of what they're showing are all web series that I've already watched, like after hours or by the numbers. So it's, it's things that, I would watch, but you know, I need new content. I guess um, I've got you know, but but I also think it's good for people who don't necessarily like think of what you know what I mean. They don't think of of web series or or more obscure web series. You know what I mean? Because like, is maybe you think it's good for content creators in Sarah? I do. Like, yeah, I really. I think so. I mean, if if you think about, especially if like, okay, so like, say we do a web series, right? And right. and it's popular, um, and we're maybe reaching uh, a thousand people, and then Pluto's like, hey, uh, well, we'd love to put it on on your channel, and then say someone sees an episode and like, oh god, I would like to investigate that more. You know what I mean? I think it's good for for getting people who are watching Pluto TV into watching other stuff like. I think it contributes you know? to the weird factor, which is part of the yeah. appeal. But part of the thing I the really like about factor, the service yeah. is you hop in there and you're like, "What is happening?" Because you have everything yeah. from just these 4K videos of uh, time lapse nature photography stuff, which is yeah. cool, right? Just to have on as as uh, a different kind of background noise, mm-hmm. right? Uh, it's like having uh, the Yule log on your TV, right? Yeah. Uh, which they also have that channel right, now they for do. the holidays. Uh, but yeah. then there's also uh, like a 24 hour yoga channel. So if that's a th- yeah. if you have even a passing interest in it and you can kind of see what's up there yeah. but but yeah the weird quirky web series I, I like i think that adds to this the weird appeal which i think is right is part of it now sure. we'll say right. about that's the yoga channel i think that's really helpful especially for me because like i'm trying to get back into my practice and sometimes it's just hard because you're like god i don't want to do it myself whereas if you have this channel it's 
you don't have to think. You can just like plug in. It's like, oh, we're doing these poses today, and that's great. And it can be 30 minutes. Yeah. It can be an hour. And it won't get stagnant. Like, you know, like if you back in the day you bought workout DVDs, it's like you know the routine, yeah. and it gets boring. This, it keeps, I don't know. For me, I think it's really interesting. Yeah. yeah. And, and uh, you know, and I... I remember there was a challenge, Jeffrey, of uh, trying to identify your <laughs> yes. favorite channel. Um, there was there was a lot to choose from. Uh, <laughs> there was there was an R. Kelly channel that uh, I don't want to 20- know what was on that channel. <laughs> <laughs> Clorox for, for all of for, your messes. For twenty four hours a day, all they do is run on a loop, the trapped the in a closet, closet saga. <laughs> It is apparently, I didn't watch the whole thing through, but apparently there were 33 chunks or segments of that that story told. And so it runs about an hour and a half, and it just runs on a constant loop. Um, uh, you know, there's also a Weird Al channel, uh, which, appar- awesome. which apparently takes every video he's ever made, which assembles into about a three-hour block and runs that on a 24-hour loop. Um, so you can watch every... Weird Al video ever made, and sometimes they would intercut with. He was doing a show for the Nerdist a couple of years uh-huh. ago called Face to Face, where he basically has a pretend conversation by editing the conversation from the other side with celebrities, like at Comic Con or on the red carpet. So it creates this weird sort of exchange between him and the other person. Um, I'm going to react to uh, nothing, so you are just going to have to have to guess. But keep laying the candidates out yeah. there. So yeah, so um, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, there there was a lot of science, uh, sciency things offered. Like I said, the Neil deGrasse Tyson channel. Uh, there was uh, there was a Steve Jobs channel, which I didn't care to look at. <laughs> there, it just seemed like it kept playing this memorial to him over and over again. Oh, uh, at ooh. least at least based on the description in the the drop down. Um, there was uh, there's a CNET channel where they explain like software and tech that's coming out. Um, one channel that I kind of liked was actually there was a Nerdist channel where they aggregated all the Nerdist web series, um, and uh, uh, there was one other one that I liked, uh, the Geek Geek and Sundry, uh, which was more demonstrating gadgets as opposed to, uh, I guess, talking about things in theoretical philosophical. You know, my my top three channels were uh, Conan, uh, this Geek and Sundry. And um, uh, the oh the MST three K channel those yeah. were the three that I always kind of landed back to so I'm gonna guess I'm gonna guess that it is either uh, the Neil deGrasse Tyson channel or the Eye Candy channel oh right, no <laughs> it is one of those, is a, of those one of those channels. is a it, one of those was a real guess. The other one is, is I just... Uh, yeah. I will check out the Neil deGrasse Tyson channel. It is actually the MST3K channel. Because, ah. um, like you, when I first turned on Pluto TV, it was one of the first... It was probably the first thing that I really stopped on. And I was like, oh, I love MST3K. That was me. I haven't watched it in forever. Well, it was so, it's such a nostalgic it thing, too, you know? And so it was instantly like... But here's the thing. We turn it on uh, uh, late at night to help us go to sleep. It's true. Yep, <laughs> but it's a comfort. It's but great. it's a comfort. It thing, is comfort, right? It's great. And I remember I, I most sw- of them, so it's like, oh yeah. 
can, can I say too, when I turned it on, because it reminded me, since it was a 24-hour channel that just plays MST3K, um, my brother and I would always live for every year when Comedy Central would do Turkey Day, uh, right. which was 30, 30 straight hours of MST3K mm-hmm. on the network. And I instantly started singing the song in my head, uh, the theme yeah. song for Turkey Day every year, um, which I could sing right now. If you wanted me to do it, we'll see if YouTube can match it and then ping us for copyright Ooh, infringement. I okay. dare them. All right, let's try it. We gather together to watch cheesy movies on Comedy Central on Thanksgiving Day. It's Mystery Science <gasps> Theater 3000. <laughs> it's 30 straight hours and it's called Turkey Day. <laughs> Yay! Yay. <laughs> Every year, like instantly, that is a part of my brain that will never die. I love it. I will be, I will be 95 <laughs> in the home, rocking back and forth, just singing that over and over again. Well, I, would, I, I um, definitely would enjoy uh, and thank Pluto TV for getting that channel on because uh, I always yeah. saw uh, when, when it was actually airing, I would always see the part where they're sitting in the theater, but I always missed the interstitials with the puppets and, and the yeah. setting up of the mm-hmm. plot line of the day. And I really have got to catch so many of those now, which then kept me in it. And so when, when I was actively watching the movie parts, like I know that they were good at riff tracking, but I hadn't realized how, like what a high level some of those jokes really run on. Uh-huh. Right. Like they reference yeah. some, some really like obscure they, yeah. Or, yeah. or like philosophical They're, stuff or like really specific right. things. Yeah. And it's smart. So, but you know, so again, maybe maybe the thing because you know uh, they're they're rebooting the series mm-hmm. right now. They've right. got that Kickstarter campaign that I think ends it got funded. today. Yeah, it, yeah, it, they, it got funded uh, up for the nine for the nine episodes. I or, think so. I yeah, remember. the last time I checked, they were ninety six percent funded. So um, I guess they got fully well, yeah. funded. You know. Yeah, they got funded up to four episodes, mm-hmm. and I think they said if they raised perhaps, up to a certain uh, amount. Perhaps user Wolverine uh, 9797 <laughs> will let us know, but I don't yeah. know. Yeah, but yeah, but so maybe that's a way. Maybe that's a way. You know, it puts it back out there in another way, and people get excited about it and get nostalgic, mm-hmm. and then you go do this other thing. Okay, so we got to wrap so. this part up because we didn't move on to a challenge, but I, w- I want to ask two, I think, important questions. Um, yeah. One, uh, in an imaginary universe where all you could get was Pluto TV, short answer, would that be satisfying? And two, um, either way, is Pluto TV something you plan to incorporate in the way you watch online content now? Um, perfect world answer would be no. Because uh-huh. um, I, I, I I got really frustrated throughout the week of not being able to seek something out specifically. Um, you know, um, you know, for for you know, for example, I didn't I didn't realize that this was sort of cliffhanger week for you know mid season finale. Yeah, <laughs> for a lot of shows that I watch, and so I have to put them off for a week, and I'm going to watch them all today <laughs> um, on Hulu. Watch the um, John Stewart Trevor Noah episode. Uh, okay. Uh. Just watch the Trevor okay. Noah with John. Sure, sure. Um, but and uh, the the second question is, yeah, I would probably wander back to Pluto TV every once in a while. With um, you know, uh, like I said, I, I really enjoyed the Conan Channel. Um, 
Again, it's something that I feel I can turn on and veg out to or fall asleep to. Um, uh, the Neil deGrasse Tyson channel is wonderful. Geek and Sundry. Um, uh, I liked it. Uh, so right. it's pro- it is probably something that I would return to. Um, you know, and my understanding is they fold, you know, they, they, they create new channels. Um, uh, one thing that the site pointed out that apparently when Robin Williams died, um, uh, year ago, a little over a year ago, they created a channel for him that just had clips from movies, oh, wow. Mork and Mindy episodes. So it's it's constantly renewing itself. And like the Hulu partnership is new with him, they said, I think the last like three or three to six months. So, right. you know, uh, there there will be new things there. So it it's it's worth my time to drop mm-hmm. in every once in a while and check it out. That's exciting. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, user Cyclops1991 uh in the chat room has beat imaginary user Wolverine 9797. He said they were completely funded and he thinks for 14 episodes. Oh, wow. That's more than I That's thought, fantastic. which is great. Then they did. Yeah. yeah. Great. So uh, this week, I believe I lost the rock, paper, scissors challenge and I must therefore pay the penalty. That's right. So, um, so here's your challenge, Jeffrey. All right. Um, I, uh, I, uh, in my, Life's journey uh, have been exposed to this idea called mindfulness. Mm-hmm. Um, you may or may not have heard of it. Um, yep, good. Uh, so uh, specifically, it's um, uh, one guy that kind of has developed it over the last forty years in in sort of uh, Western medicine thought. His name is John Kabat-Zinn, and um, he sort of uh, created a. Um, uh, a sort of uh, program, an eight-week program, uh, end mindfulness. But in a nutshell, mindfulness is just training your brain. It's, it incorporates some Eastern sort of meditation, or at least a you know a meditation sort of practice. And it's the idea of putting yourself totally in the present moment. You are not ruminating on past failures or, or even past successes. You are not putting too much energy or thought into, you know, what's going to happen tomorrow um, or being too obsessed with goals or goal-centric. It's the idea of bringing as much awareness to this present moment as possible. Um, there's a lot of exercises. I'm, I'm, I, don't, I don't have necessarily one thing to throw at you uh, mm-hmm. to uh, investigate. Uh, so I would say I challenge you throughout the week to maybe read up more on it. Uh, but the one the the the, act, the the challenge that I do have for you is one of the things that he incorporates is this thing called body scan, uh, which is a thirty minute meditation practice. Okay, um, and uh, it's uh, there's an audio file, and I'm going to send that to you after the um, uh, after the pod after this is done. It's, whatever it's a we podcast. Are. That's right. It is a podcast. <laughs> I always right. get conf- I got yeah. Uh, so um, podcast. Uh, so I'm going to send. The- Podcast broadcast. So I'm going to send it to you. So I challenge you every day uh, for the next week, you have to do the body scan practice. Um, oh, okay. It, talk, it talks you through it. Like it's a 30 minute, you do it uh, lying down on your back. Um, and it it actually, you know, it explains what the purpose is, but it's, it's the idea of sort of checking in uh, with yourself and checking in with the present moment, uh, entering sort of a non-judgmental space. And, and the idea of sort of taking that, figuring out how to discover it within the body scan practice. And then the challenge is to 
approach life in that way, to approach every moment with sort of a non-judgmental sort of engagement of things, um, whether it's washing the dishes, uh, working on a project, uh, driving to work, whatever it is, but to be fully present in that moment. Um, oh, that yeah. sounds cool. I like that. That'll be yeah. fun. That sounds very cool. I, yeah. I, I'm looking forward to this, uh, especially uh, because I was, I was concerned that your challenge to me was going to be to give up coffee. I, I always think about it, and I, I, <laughs> I was I ready never, for it this week. I was like, I, "It's coming." He's going to ask me it, to it give will, up coffee. It's coming. Uh, it will probably come at some point, but until I you're going to wait until I'll, it's like the break in between. Yeah. Oh, the show's over, and we don't know when we're coming back. <laughs> That's probably when when that would when that would right? happen. Yeah, make it dry uh, out. Okay. Well, that'll be that'll be a good challenge. Um, uh, before uh, we do sign-offs, or we can do sign-offs now or whatever, uh, I have a little uh, post-show um, content for uh, <laughs> that I think Adam would enjoy. Yeah. Um, it, it will be a matter of if I can get the Google Hangout to do the screen share. So if this screws up, then we'll just cut it out and whatever. Um, okay. But a long time ago, uh, Adam and I did a little, a little short film together at the, uh, at the Civil War... Uh, uh, Institute. Oh my God! I remember I have, this. I have a. Clip. I still have never seen. I have it, a I, clip I, of your scene. That's great. Pulled up, ready to go. So if I can screen share with the Google <laughs> Hangout, I'm going to try that. And uh, here we go. Uh, here we go. Sharing screen share. Try to imagine this enormous space filled with people and machinery, and smoke and noise and dirt. Every scrap we can find. Melted down tools, old train parts, even rails from railroad lines. There's just not enough iron for all the ironclads we need to break this blasted blockade. I can, I can tell you, I remember it was me talking to that guy about, we need more iron. We, we've got to up our iron output to make these <laughs> ironclads. Like, I remember I was so excited because it was a walk and talk. I got to walk down this long this long hallway while a camera tracked me. It was beautiful. Right, right. I Pl- like that our scene will ever ended be up back to, to back, too. That was kind of fun. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so if you, were in the, if, you were, if you were in the live, uh, then there was no audio in there either. But I'll just cut it into the show um, afterwards. It probably won't even make the, uh, the audio version of the show. But maybe, maybe it will. Uh-huh. Who knows? We'll see. Anyway, um, I think we should move on to sign-offs. Yeah. Uh, so I am, uh, Adam and, uh, I, I shan't be returning to Pluto today, but at some point in the future, <laughs> future. Uh, I am Jeff and, uh, I am mindfully checking my body to tell me that I have a little pain in my lower back. I'm Sarah Lynn and I'm about to binge watch some housewives on some cable television. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm going to stop the broadcast. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Bye. We are out. Cool. And now I'll have to stop. figure it out. Yeah, I had no way. I tested it uh, last night, but I had no way to really test in a in time right. in a live situation. Held. To know what was, and to know what was happening yeah. at my end when you played yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. So. Um, All right, I'm... I'm hitting yep, stop. Me too. All right, I'm hitting stop.